Hey everybody, this is the Huh Podcast with Garrett, uh, Christian, and Micah, where we want to dive into deeper topics and bridge cultural and societal trends through the lens of Scripture. Uh, and in today's episode, we are talking about what are you filled with? And what do we mean by what are you filled with? Uh, we're talking about spiritual disciplines and and kind of really what are you filling your life with? Are you filling your life with maybe nonsense or, or things that aren't making a difference? Or are you truly filling up with the things uh, and in the ways that God wants you to fill up? So stay tuned. You're going to like this one, and this is going to be something that you can easily practice. Yeah, I'm uh, excited about this um, opportunity to talk. we got Garrett over here is diving deep into Scripture. He's going to have some great points today. I'm confident of I that. I didn't have time to prepare beforehand. I love so it. Kind of, uh, uh, I d- were, we, were we supposed to prepare beforehand? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, that? are we? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, Hide Christian, the word in your heart. Christian's got his Bible. I've got my iPad that just says the name of the podcast. So, you know, we're ready. Uh, now, uh, Christian uh, started us off real strongly in describing what we're going to be looking at and talk. Well, we're not looking. This is a podcast. This is just hearing and talking. But what we're going to be talking about today, um, you know, we did a study with our youth group, uh, our overflow, shout out, overflow student ministries here at Jamestown Christian Church. Uh, we did a study a couple of years ago. Man, I guess it's been two years, three years. Man, time flies. been here a long time. Uh, yeah, this is year, I mean, I'm in year five, so I have complete now yeah i'll have been here five years in january hold on you've been here five years i'll have been here five years in january of 21 yeah yeah i've been here four and a half yeah it's crazy time flies and this last half year has gone by really really fast um so we did this series called feed the dog and basically what it was was it it said there's there's two dogs right and you know you think about in real life if you feed a dog food it grows (laughs) one way or the other it grows up like it should height and you know all the all the things dogs should grow or they get fat yeah. like me so my girl you know, has this little dog it looks like a football like she feeds it anything and it's it, a little it chihuahua just, it's but just it, like yeah. growing sideways i wish they could see my hands right now yeah yeah it, yeah look just see dog. it yeah exactly um and so this study basically says you know in our in our inside of us inside of our souls we've got you know this this t- these two dogs basically that one is it was the spiritual dog the the dog of God. Ooh, that's a, what are those called? Race car and oh, what's that gosh. word? That what's that mom word? and wow. That's the same forward as it is backwards. Get, you'll you get keep to talking. That. I'm gonna look That'll be up. your huh thing. Uh, <laughs> no, he's got a good one. Um, and then there's the, the, the dog of the world. And so the idea is whatever we're feeding, uh, whichever dog we're feeding is the one that's going to grow. And that dog is going to be the, the dog that takes over our spirit. So in, you know, spiritual terms, whatever side of, you know, quote unquote good versus evil um, that we're filling is what is going to come out of us. That's, that's the life we're going to have. So whatever we're filled with, and we see this in scripture that whatever we allow to come into us, um, that is what's going to come out. If we're watching bad things, listening to bad things. And what I mean, when I say bad, I mean spiritually immoral, bad things, um, not like bad content, like maybe this podcast, but anyway, um, (laughs) But if we're filling up with those things, that's what's going to come out in our lives. We're going to act like that. We're going to talk like that. We're going to begin to live like that. And so whatever we're, whatever dog we fill up with, whether it's the spiritual dog of Christ or the earthly dog, the, the worldly dog, whatever we feed, whatever we're being fed, that is what we're going to kind of turn into. And so we're going to look at today and really probably start kind of a 
um, a, a few weeks where we're going to look at some different spiritual disciplines and talk about talk about how to practically fill yourselves up with with Christ. How to fill yourselves up with you know feed the dog that is the spiritual side that that is uh, the side that is filling up with with Scripture and filling up uh, with praises for God. And I think you touched on it pretty well there, talking about uh, the two sides. Uh, there's two sides of the same coin. And, and Paul talks about this really well also. And I, th- I think a lot of times we we just really think that there's only one spirit, that there's the spirit of God and then there's the world. But in reality, you know, we have souls that are meant to be filled with a spirit. And if our souls aren't spilled, fi- fi- if our souls <laughs> aren't filled with the spirit of God, then they're going to be filled with another spirit, a worldly spirit. And and Paul calls that calls that the flesh, and then we have the spirit of God versus the flesh. He talks about this in Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter five. He says, "I say then, walk by the spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh." He's not talking about walking by any spirit. He's talking about walking by the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ. And he's saying, if you do that, you won't carry out the desire of the flesh. And he's he's not saying that you'll never sin, you'll never make mistakes. But he's saying, if we truly have God's Spirit within us, that Spirit then should pour out of us, and we should desire the things of God and not the things of the flesh. He says, because for the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the, the, the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, meaning that if we have the Spirit of God within us, everything we do in our lives is going to pour out of that spirit that is within us. And, and, and if we have truly God's spirit within us, then our, the flesh spirit can't find its way in. And I, and I use this, we, uh, our youth group back earlier in the year also did the feed the dog series. And I used the example of if you have a, a jar of water. Yeah. I mean, I am a coffee. I actually did get the (laughs) idea from you. So, um, but if you have a jar of water, and in that in that jar, you you put food coloring in the water and, and made that entire jar of water purple. If you take that and you want to get rid of the purple water, you'd have to take fresh water and pour into it until all of the purple water overflows out, and eventually it'll be filled with clear water. And so, all that to say is, our soul can't inhabit two spirits; mm-hmm. it can only inhabit one. And if we want the darkness of the flesh to be cast out, we have to let the spirit, the lightness of God shine through and, and cast out that darkness that is within us. And that's what Paul is saying is, is there's a war in our soul and we have to choose the spirit of God to take over. And if we do that, then the actions that pour out of us will come from him and not from the earthly, the fleshly spirit, the yeah, worldly spirit. Yeah, that's good. There's, uh, and that's the hardest part for all of us is, is fighting that. You know, Paul, he fights with his flesh. And, uh, you know, in Romans, Paul talks about he he, he doesn't do the things he wants to do. Yeah. And, uh, and I think we're the same way. That's you a know, tough passage, too. It is that's tough, such man. a hard passage sometimes <laughs> to understand, especially like in the Greek. And I haven't even like, looked what at it in the, the world is he saying? <laughs> but I, I do know, yeah, just even seeing that, but even seeing it in my own life, um, how hard it is to you know, battle with the things I desire and the things maybe my flesh desires and yeah. what I want to do. And, and even like the simple things like waking up in the morning, for example, I don't know about you guys, like 
all right, for one, this we have to understand that there is a spiritual world out there. Oh, yeah. was talking about there, you, you know, and the battle we fight is we don't fight against flesh and blood, but but against the the spirits in this world. And uh, you know, I, I do believe that that, and I think this is something we need to all think about constantly: is that there's angels all around us. Uh, I believe God is in this room, um, and I also believe that there are demons uh, throughout the earth. And, and you know I, how many there are, I have no idea. But I do believe in in the spiritual. Now, with the spiritual, uh, for example, you know when I wake up in the morning, I feel the greatest spiritual attack in the mornings, mm. and I don't know what it is. It's just been that way for like the past two or three years. I, I just feel like like uh, the most amount of anxiety is on me. Uh, maybe the most amount of laziness comes on me in the morning, even when it comes to getting out of bed, uh, or even just so much going through my head. I feel the biggest spiritual attack in the morning. And I think there's a battle in my flesh in the morning too. You know, sometimes I wake up and I want to get on my phone and I'm just laying in bed and and I waste like 15 minutes, 20 minutes scrolling through my phone when that doesn't need to be my, that doesn't need to be a discipline that I do every morning, especially knowing Mm. that because I am attacked in the morning, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's a spiritual attack going on. When I wake up in the morning, I want to be diving into the Word. You know, the first thing I do every morning uh, for those mornings when I'm having a good morning and I'm not going in my phone first is I have to pray in the morning. So before I even read the Bible, before I do anything, uh, I make sure to get on my knees or sometimes I sit on my couch. I switch it up sometimes, but I just have to pray and I mean, some days it's different on the amount uh, and the length I pray, but I, I don't think that's the most important part. I think the most important part is me just getting before God, and, and that is me surrendering every morning to Him. Uh, and, and that's my discipline because I know I'm so attacked in the morning, like what Garrett talked about. Uh, am I going to choose the flesh or am I going to choose the Spirit? Yeah, I talked uh, before about this um, about doing my master's right now, and I've talked about this class that I'm doing, the spiritual theology class. And when we when I first started this class, I, I remember going into it thinking, oh my gosh, I don't, like one of those mundane things where I don't want to do this. I've taken this in undergrad. Why am I doing this now? But one of the most powerful things that I've ever learned in any any class came from the spiritual theology class, and, and it's called the prayer of intentions. And in this class, I, I had this, this amazing professor who was talking, and, and he said, you know, he, I, when he started um, when, when he started his seminary, he was in the Bible, he was studying, and, and he was doing everything that we think of is, that is necessary in order to grow as a Christian. But in doing all of that, he felt as if he didn't have a relationship with God. He felt as if he was distant. He felt as if he was in this deep, dark state. And, and he was like, why, why, after all this study, after everything that I'm doing, why do I feel away from God. And it was because he wasn't feeding his spirit. He was doing his study, his reading, all of that from an academic perspective, not from a, a, a growing and spirit perspective. And so he was talking about this and and he was saying, you know, a lot of ministers, the only study they do, the only preparation, the only prayer, you know, a lot of times is over what they're teaching, over what they're preaching of. They don't do it for the sake of growing in spirit. And I, I don't know, that really spoke to me. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that my toes are sore from from hearing that. 
Why, and, why were your toes sore? <laughs> because, you know, did I'm you the... Kick, did you kick something? Yeah, yeah, I smacked so my toe. Drop kick his door. Oh. Reminds me of the story of when I broke my, wife, my wife's toe by accident. <laughs> I actually like, stepped on her toe too hard. There's no domestic abuse on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing a game at church. I broke her toe. But anyway, so we were... <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to butt anyway that? <laughs> yeah, I broke one. So anyway, we'll tell the story? Story? Nah, another time. That's another day. That's another. definitely a huh moment because yeah. we're just going to be like, huh. Uh, yeah, that's that's like a, a confused We need time. to ask Isabella about this. Yeah, yeah. we'll get her on the podcast the real sometime. Story. Yeah, we'll get yeah, her. We do a relationship. We should have our wives do a podcast yeah, with whenever we do yeah, a, do a have, relationship. One. Exactly, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be interesting to hear Isabella's story about the time Garrett broke her toe. <laughs> but on what I was saying, he said that the the way you combat that spiritual heaviness, where you feel as if you're reading and reading and studying and not getting nothing out of it, that spiritual emptiness is by simply coming at the beginning of your day to God and presenting yourself in what he calls the prayer of intentions. Um, he, he challenged us, you know, we were supposed to throughout this, that semester, every morning when we wake, woke up, the very first thing we did as soon as we opened our eyes was to pray this prayer of intentions that it's, it's like three minute prayer. And we're supposed to start our day by orienting ourselves towards God. And, and I, I'm not very good at remembering to do things in the morning. So rather than doing it when I woke up, I did it as soon as I walked into the office. I, I printed up what the prayer was and I put it on top of my my uh, desk. But basically, it's it's a four-part prayer. The first thing you do is you present yourself to God and, and you just basically say, listen, I'm here. I, I'm presenting myself to you. I want to hear you. I want to listen to you. I want to follow you. And and then we do you go into what is the prayer of recollect, recollection, where you you say, you know, I'm trying. I, I want to recall all the times where I didn't follow you. I want you know, yesterday, God, there was this one time where I said, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on something that I want. I'm, I'm putting something in front of you, and so you kind of recall some times where you put other things in front of God. And then there's the prayer of honesty, where you. You say, God, I want you to look at my heart right now as I wake up, as I start my day. What is it that that I'm going to be tempted to do today to place in front of you? What is it that, like yesterday, where I kind of lost a, a little moment with drawing near to you, what, what is it today that I'm, I'm drawing near to uh, falling away from you? And then you end with the prayer of discernment, where you say, God, take all these things, what happened yesterday, what my heart is looking like today and inhabit that remove what's going on give me your spiritual discernment so that i know that i'm filled with your spirit in order to direct what's going to happen now for the rest of the day and so when you start your your day off just praying that 3 minute prayer saying you know god i'm here god this is what happened yesterday god this is what's in my heart today god put your spirit into my heart instead that four step prayer when you start your day off that way, it, it just makes everything shift because no longer are you concerned with what you want, with your desires, but it's all now everything you do is in the focus of of God's, of the will of God. And, and that really shifts um, your perspective. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not really a morning person myself. I'm actually definitely a night owl uh, and I have, a, I have a hard time in the mornings. Uh, and I'm like Christian. I kind of, I kind of do the the uh, wake up and see yeah. what's going on in the world thing, which is probably about the worst thing you possibly can do. It's awful. Uh, and what? Because um, <laughs> that just sets you down like a yeah. Road so of, oh, I was gonna, getting ready to say now. what what uh, what I've heard often from people is, you know, they might not be morning people, or they might think, man, I really would like to 
you know, have my quiet time with God, you know, at, you know, my, my personal growth with God, you know, my daily part at night, that's kind of where I align better. But people I've, I've, I've heard many wise people say they specifically make it a point to do it in the morning so that everything that happens from mm. then on goes through that lens. And like Garrett said, you know, everything, you know, if you're looking at that, that prayer of intentions, everything from then on that, then on out, you can put in that frame of, okay, one, does this matter? Am I getting upset over something that doesn't matter? You know, for instance, if it's something that is upsetting or, or a problem or a conflict, is it something that is so minuscule compared to my relationship with God that I don't, you know, it's, it's just not, you know, whereas if you don't have that morning time with God, maybe it, you know, like, like us, first time we get to the office, there's something going on and all of a sudden the day's ruined, you know, because that's the first thing that happened today was something bad. Uh, and so I've often heard people say and suggest even to non-morning people like myself, try to do it in the morning because then everything after that seems less important, so to speak, the bad yeah. stuff, you know, all the things that it seems less bad because you started off your day with God and, and you've started to fill up with God immediately. So Our Professor Wheeler at Johnson, I, not, I'm saying it as if everyone shout who's out. listening knows. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Wheeler. Professor Wheeler, if you're listening to this. Get a Dave. Um, he he said something extremely profound once that he said, everyone needs to find their chair. And what that meant was for him every single morning, he had a chair that he sat in and he prayed and he read his Bible. And that was where he started his day, started his day. That was his battle station that, that before anything happened, that was, that was ground zero for his day. And he said, everyone needs to find their chair, especially in ministry. And we need to find our chair in order to, prepare ourselves for what's to come. And so whether your chair is your bed in the morning, as soon as you roll over, that's where you start your day with prayer and study, or whether it's um, uh, your office, if you work somewhere, or or your car when you're driving to work, we need to find our chair that prepares us, the place that we go uh, for, for what's yeah. to come the rest of the day. My, my chair is my couch, and you had mentioned, um, I always, so I always go to my couch, Sometimes I get on my knees. Sometimes I sit on the couch. I go to different places. But and you'd mentioned, you know, maybe it could be your bed. I would encourage you be careful. Yeah, of the bed because yeah, then you close your eyes your again bed? and yeah. you're snoozed. I think I did that not long ago. I, I was like, I'm gonna pray in my bed in the morning instead. Uh, and then, like 30 minutes later, Gabrielle's waking me up. But, uh, <laughs> what a great prayer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> great, great. 30 minute prayer. Sometimes man, I though, really... you, I I started um, in this class. We were supposed to pray an hour. Um, one, one day of the week, we were supposed to have just an hour of prayer. And the first time I did it, I sat in my chair in my office. I have this nice, comfortable chair. And I sat in there, and I fell asleep after 20 minutes. But I was talking to – we had a small group in that class, and I was talking to the leader of that small group, and she said, you know, that might have been what you needed. You might have needed to rest. And and God was – because I was focused. I was intentional on praying, and I and I wanted to. But I'm not – I, I – promise you i after i was done with that prayer after i had fallen asleep a little bit i just felt rejuvenated i felt rested and i didn't realize just how much my my exhaustion physically was weighing down on my exhaustion spiritually and sometimes we have to be aware of those things micah had mentioned you had mentioned talking about you're not a morning person are you a morning person garrett not particularly, but I'm not an evening one. Yeah. yeah, I have to be one now. He, he's um, a lead minister now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think when you become a senior minister, there's there's a rule that like you have to wake up at five. I think that's what Wendell. I'm Robert definitely said. not a morning a night person anymore. 
I'm yeah. wanting to become a morning person. I'm trying to make myself work out yeah. early in the mornings now instead wow. of in the evenings. Same. But yeah, Micah mentioned you know morning. It's hard. He was he was emphasizing the importance of you know starting your morning, and I just want to kind of talk more about that because I think that's a good point. Is that all right? For example, I'm not a morning person either. I'm a night. I am more focused at night. Mm. Uh, like last night when Gabrielle goes to bed, my wife uh, when she's asleep, I get about like at least two to three hours by myself and that's I get when the get most done. work done. Huh. And it's, it's not because she's not awake. It's just because yeah. that's my prime time. Uh, <laughs> but even though, even though night is my prime time, I make it a for sure thing that I wake up in the morning uh, and get my prayer time in and, and go through mm. a devotional or go through the word or memorize scripture, whatever it might be just to start your day. Yeah. And so if you're, if you have that excuse, you know, I'm a night person, I'll do my Bible study at night. I think that is awesome and wonderful but man i would push it to you know maybe make your main study at night but even if you're up in the morning yeah. and you're tired at least go to god in prayer uh, yeah i, I feel like you really need that to start off your day because the spiritual battle is going to attack you if you're i mean besides onset, yeah, if you're not if you're not in god's presence constantly and considering his presence right and, and, and that's the other caveat through yeah. this we, we don't we also would be remiss to not make it quite obvious that you know based on scripture we're supposed to be in relation with god all day it's not like a oh it's 807 i now sit for five minutes you know it's uh it's not robotic or or um you know um regimented it's it's a constant growing relationship but but how do you grow relationships with your friends you go to dinner with them you you take time and you hey let you know like uh just for a random comparison garrett christian and i have a group text mainly about this podcast and like you know we we text that that throughout the week but there's not really any like you know there's not like serious growth in that but like when we get together those moments where we're kind of like hey here's a thought here's a thought here's a thought when we get together all that stuff kind of develops and it's not exactly a, a perfect comparison because you can grow in your relationship with god because he's uh omnipresent he's everywhere so i mean there, there's no there's no difficulty of distance with him yeah. from one even place even though he's to the everywhere next. some people still don't spend time with him when right yeah. right and so the, and, and, and so it's a loose a comparison but basically you know those moments you can really get a really strong connection where you're only focused on him at two o'clock there's going to be something else going on but if you can be consistently thinking yeah. of him and be in conversation with well, him it, and that's tough it's not like i mean i'd say all three of us can sit here and say we don't do it that well well, oh, I won't yeah. speak for you. I don't do it that well. Mm-hmm. I try. Well, I need practice. Uh, yeah. It's tough. It's and we well, it's probably one have thing that you you want to get to the point where ten years down the road you look back and you and at that point you're like, wow, man, I still need to do more prayer and yeah. I still need to study. But right. you look back ten years before and you're like, man, I did, I did nothing, nothing then. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure our people that we would consider our mentors would say the same yeah. thing. Like, oh, well, we're nowhere near where we want to be. Oh, either. Yeah. So I mean, it's a constant. But I mean, think about it too. Growth. How much when you were in college did you oh, did gosh. you compared to now? I don't and even so, know if I well. <laughs> I don't uh, even know if I talked to who, God at all during the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, who now? I'm like every five minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, just, just, just every test day. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, on chapel on two Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey said um, there was someone that that asked preacher? him like. <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, the the guy from the the Lincoln commercials. Go Those horns. are the best commercials. Was Texas Those Longhorn awesome. took him horns? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, Hook he's a horns. professor at, at oh University of Texas. Actually, probably imagine, philosophy, right? Well, imagine how many people sign up to take his class. Yeah. But probably anyway, like seven. He's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, he um. Would you take he, his class? No, it's a film class. I don't care about that. Oh, I would be. But 
I would, I would like to meet him in person. He seems like an awesome guy. But anyway, there is an interview with him and or and someone at, or someone gave him advice once in life is is you you need to be chasing someone. You need to have someone to chase after, someone to to have your goal set on. And and they asked, "Well, who's yours?" And he said, "Me 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. I I want to chase after that person." And then then when I get to that point, I want to chase after me 15 years from then because you can never catch it and you're always growing. And that's mm. the point. And, and never that's, stagnant. you know, spiritually, that's what we want. We want to chase after something that a place that we want to be 15 years from now that we can look back and say, man, I was way far back back then. And I have so but much I'm farther so than I want away to be. Yeah. And, be. and the way that we do that, Jesus it refers to it as abiding in him. And this is in, in John 15. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fr- produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. So what he's saying is, is he, the spirit of Christ, is what grows out of us. And if we're not producing fruit, it's saying, well, then God's just going to remove his spirit from us, and, and we're just going to be thrown into the fire. But if we're producing fruit, he's going to continually prune us and work within us so that we produce more fruit, so that we grow deeper in him, so that we abide further in him. Jesus says, remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me will produce much fruit. And so the point of that is we have to abide in him meaning we have to be filled by the spirit of him while also having him fill us with his spirit and and when that when we do that we will grow outward we the the branches that come out of us will produce fruit um and we'll continue continue to grow as long as we continue to feed that growth and if we don't continue to grow, that's when we get to some dangerous territory. Because, like I said before, the soul is the part of our being that is meant, its entire purpose is to be filled by a spirit. And if it's not God's spirit, it'll be a spirit of the flesh. And, you know, if if our spirit is stagnant and it's not producing fruit and we're not growing in that spirit, God's just going to pull it out and let the spirit of flesh make its home in our soul. And so we have to continue to grow and desire growth, desire to be pruned by God so that we are abiding in him and our branches are producing fruit. And we can see that within us. Yeah, and the pruning process is not always fun. No. You know, I I think in times it is fun. You know, know, there's times where God takes you to new places to grow or he lets you meet new people to grow. But sometimes the pruning process, uh, and what I mean by pruning is Garrett was talking about the the God, uh, where, where God disciplines us or or he puts us in situations to help us grow or to further grow the same way you think about it as a if if there is a vineyard um, or or maybe for example like me and gabriel are trying to grow these big pumpkins this year uh and (laughs) have you started already we we, we are starting a pumpkin so you're trying to do like a massive pumpkin yeah so i bought those jumbo like one that's big enough for you to sleep (laughs) in yeah so i bought these seeds called jumbo all right, I don't know how big we're going to be able to get it because we're not like fertilizing it every day. Yeah. Uh, but the key to it is, is anytime like weeds come up, of course, you have to get rid of the weeds. Uh, or mm. some people say that um, when they grow them, and this is what we're going to try to do, when some vines come up uh, that are maybe not, the pumpkin's not going to be as big and you can tell, mm-hmm. you go ahead and cut that one off. 
Uh, and hmm. the reason you do that is so the big one can get all the new nutrients. more space, yeah. yeah. Because if not, all the other little pumpkins are going to take, take the nutrients. Away. So yeah. that's what we're going to try to do uh, is try so to it's cut. like everything's going to push into that, yeah, one, you know, that one Are you pumpkin. doing a time, uh, like a video time lapse? <laughs> time lapse. <laughs> we, I might you should. Be, be, I, should not, I mean, I don't have a camera with that much memory. Well, like take a little picture, like a like video, a like a, a five-second video okay. every day. Or yeah, a picture that. a day. Do a picture a day. I'll do that. It's in Campbellsville. That's something you use as a sermon illustration eventually. That's true. Look at that. I'm going to do that. You're welcome. Good thinking, guys. I want in the bottom right of that credit, Micah. Um, now, you know, we, we've really talked about, you know, the, the purpose of spiritual disciplines and we've Mm -hmm. got into, you know, okay, why do we do it? What, you know, what's the purpose of it? What are we feeding? Are we feeding, you know, what dog are we feeding? So to speak, was we use that illustration earlier about feed the dog, are we feeding our spirit or are we feeding the flesh? And that was actually the terms feed the dog uses. It was blank. I was blanking, but it was, are you feeding your spirit or your flesh? And, that, and it the, talked about Galatians. Right. Too. And the dog of the, the flesh or the dog of the spirit. So are you getting, getting fed from, from God, from scripture, from, from our relationship with the Lord, or are we feeding ourselves from the things of this world? Thank you for joining us in part one of this podcast, where we are discussing the question, what are we filled with? We hope you'll join us as we get to the second part of this conversation in a few days where we look at the practical side of this discussion.